Dear Diary, I am not a believer. People are born, they grow old, and then they die. That's the world we live in. There's no magic, no mysticism, no immortality. There is nothing that defies rational thought. It's not possible. I'm not a believer. I can't be. But how can I deny what's right in front of me? Someone who never grows old, never gets hurt. Someone who changes in ways that can't be explained. Girls bitten, bodies drained of blood. That's all Coach.net has. <laughs> uh, welcome, everyone, uh, to The Empire Diaries. We knew the risk, but we had to podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson, and that was your, your other host, Morgan Ludich, uh, quoting The Vampire Diaries. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for letting me do that. Jill, you didn't say anything. Introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Jill. I'm just here for fun. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has turned this podcast off. Good. I'm I'm in turn. So we're allowed to say a lot of like really secret and personal stuff on this episode. No one's gonna hear it. I don't know if I'm gonna keep my my singing in or if I will put I will put in the actual music, but I feel like I'm gonna keep my singing in. Just uh, you know, why not? I think you did beautifully. I would love Thank to. you. Yeah, I think it helped. Yeah, I really, really love it. I'm like, I, I don't know the lyrics, but I, I know what it sounds like. And that's what it sounded like. Yeah, you knew the vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for today's episode, we watched uh, episodes five and six of the first season of Vampire Diaries, You're Undead to Me, and Lost Girls. And these are two kind of like pivotal moments. The The tides are turning even more. They're, they're turning every other episode, but now... <laughs> We're we're getting we're getting more vampire stuff. We're getting more witch stuff. We're getting flashbacks. We got our we got our first flashbacks, you guys. Oh, uh, we really did, and we got our first like phone call bargaining over a magical MacGuffin object, where both parties state how much leverage they have, <laughs> and that's and that's it. That's almost the biggest thing that happened in the episode. So while watching the episodes. Jill, you said you are not a fan of flashbacks. How did you feel about these flashbacks? They were fine. I mean, I really struggle with flashbacks in anything. <laughs> like, really struggle. And I know that's a new problem. Jill, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> You're so lucky we're quarantined right now. My favorite moment in the history of Vampire Diaries, is, some could say, is the ultimate flashback. Morgan knows what I'm talking about. Um. Yes, I do, and it is incredibly important. I think about it most days. It's like the needle <laughs> drop of flashbacks. It's, it's funny. It's good anytime it's mentioned. It, it always hits me. <laughs> and so when that finally happens, Jill, you're going to lose your shit. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Oh, you will. <laughs> but, like, Catherine Pierce, like, how do you not love that bad bitch i know we're i know that's uh lost girls and we're getting ahead of ourselves but oof. but but how do you not love that bad bitch <laughs> i already love her yes at least we, at least that we agree on. she's a fan of no rules she's a fan of thruples with brothers she's <laughs> <laughs> the she's the like ideal character for our podcast like she is really our self-insert character in a way she's really what we needed <laughs> she's our horny mascot 
Absolutely. Mystic Falls has the Timberwolves, uh, and Empire Diaries has Catherine Pierce. <laughs> so at the end of Family Ties, Stefan was able to do at least a, a good trick on his brother, even though he couldn't lie to his girlfriend properly. Um, so he was able to trap uh, Demo in uh, the Salvatore cellar. And we begin this episode with Stefan checking in on Damon and telling a story about medieval vampires. And why don't we see medieval vampires in the show? I'm sorry if that's a spoiler, but we don't see medieval vampires in the show. It's really fucked because he's like, back in the dark ages, vampires would do this. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, when did we have like this much mythology and like vampire culture to us? And it's as if like some kind of elders have passed this down to Stefan, which it feels like something will kind of like retcon in the future because we'll be very aware of like specific sources of mm-hmm. uh, Stefan's like knowledge of the supernatural and how his life went. But uh, it's a really fun thing to plan even though they ultimately don't do anything with it but i was super stoked (laughs) yeah we do get something that does become it is part of the vampire diaries mythology which is vampire desiccation uh if you were deprived of blood of food for a while you start to just kind of shrivel up and become very weak and that's what's happening to damon but it's not going as fast as it probably would for stefan because damon of course drinks human blood so he's still got some tricks he can still super speed. He can still get into poor Caroline's poor poor Caroline's head. Oh, uh, he can still use the crows for now. Caw, <laughs> caw, caw, bitch. What did you think about uh, the medieval vampire mythology, Jill? I mean, it was so brief. I I agree. I wanted more of it. I would love to see that. We don't have that in anything, do we? <laughs> no, like seriously, do we? I don't think so. Uh, Dracula Untold. Um, uh, oh, is, that has it. <laughs> As a, a part of my part of my quarantine programming has been uh, starting the Underworld franchise, uh, and while there is no medieval vampires there, um, there are a bunch of vampires that look like they want to be in the Matrix. Oh no! And it's um, quite bad. I watched this movie last night, and guys, it was grim. <laughs> <laughs> lovely uh let's see we also have uh i guess vicky spent the night with uh jeremy after they they connected at the end of family ties and now i guess they're a couple yeah geez um i have uh what do i have written down for this i have like uh i've uh, jeremy and vicky doomed love which is right above uh jenna and logan hyphen doomed love Um, so yeah, the, the, those two lovely couples are having, um, you know, a time. Vicky's like moved in to the Gilbert house. She lives there now. Yeah. She has seemingly dropped a lot of her reservations about, uh, dating Jeremy. Um, <laughs> and she's there in Elena. I, I like like Elena, like running into her in the bathroom. Like, I think these two episodes do a really good job of reminding you that these are like teens and kids uh and that they ex- also experience normal teen and kid drama uh in addition to the supernatural um mm-hmm. but yeah um i mean i've made my thoughts on uh jeremy and vicky pretty clear on this podcast they're not my favorites um but uh i think i mean there's something kind of sweet about them i i think both of them uh need someone else i mean they're, they're definitely pretty sweet in these two episodes mm-hmm. uh as i said in the chat basically especially in Lost Girls, Jeremy's just like a, a cute 
little boy who loves Vicky and Vicky's a mess and feel feel really bad for him. But yeah. like honestly, that could have just like been his whole deal the entire time. Like he was like this puppy who followed Vicky around and she like used that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he he didn't need to be drug boy, but you know, his sadness. The 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 kind of it's not like a retcon, but the like the backfilling that Vicky does in Lost Girls where she's like, Yeah, me and Jeremy were always hanging out because Elena and Matt were always hanging out and he was always like mooning over me and I really liked feeling like very special to somebody. And that's what's so cool about Jeremy. I was like, Oh yeah, I wish we'd seen more of that and seen more of kind of like what's in it for Vicky because most of their interactions have been like him whining about mm-hmm. her Tyler or yeah. that like she does too many drugs or not enough drugs and all of that stuff. So um I thought that was like that was a smart piece of uh, plotting. Yeah, cuz most of it has been about how a lot of this is just like his reaction to his trauma basically. Mm-hmm. But at this point, especially now that he's gotten the girl, he's kind of like moved on he's like over his druggy phase whereas vicky has a lot of problems and it's not actually a phase for her unfortunately yeah, yeah which is why i mean we should get we'll, we'll get into it when we get into lost girls but like all the vicky stuff they do um in that episode particularly is like so sad and well realized and uh she uh, breaks my heart really good stuff from kaylee Ewell. yeah uh, Vicky, sad girl. Um, so Elena is upset with Stefan because Stefan's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> He's bad at lying about everything, despite being a vampire who has had time to lie about everything. He's had time to perfect this. He really feels at it. <laughs> yeah, so bad. It's been three days since uh, the Founders Day party, and he just like bailed from Elena and school to, you know, watch Damon and torture him. <laughs> so. We get Elena's uh, Stefan impression, which is spot on. A lot of pauses. Her. She's she's very good at it. And she's like, I'm I'm done waiting for him. Because, you know, she's a boss bitch. Good for her. Meanwhile, Jenna is, like, dating Logan again. And that's not boss bitch behavior. Nope. <laughs> we Do we respect her? Always respect Jenna. But uh, do we like this is a decision for her? No. No. Not a boss bitch move. She says she, like, wants to torture Logan, but she's not. No. She's just spending time with him. She's dating him. <laughs> She's giving him exactly what he wants and allowing him to kind of just use her for uh, a pocket watch, which uh, sucks because uh, Jenna deserves more. Um, I did want to say that Stefan, Stefan does finally make a good move in this episode, which is when uh, Jeremy helps him make her the dinner. And he, uh, and he thro- you know, makes that, uh, talks about making that homemade mozzarella. <laughs> Italian, you guys. What a king. Uh, Polish ass Paul Wasilewski. It's Italian, <laughs> you guys. It's an Italian man. Um, I, I, I think that scene's so sweet. Like I, uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy him telling us how much he loves Seinfeld and Kanye West and Kanye West and even that one Miley song. A one Miley song, very important. Which one Miley song is it, guys? It would have been Party in the USA at this time. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it has to be. Or the climb. Or the climb? <laughs> this, <laughs> Stefan loves the climb. I feel like Stefan loves <laughs> the climb. There are several moments in this episode in which I think a nice listening of the climb could help Stefan out. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I do have to say, it's uh, while we've got most of the sets we're familiar with, I feel like, uh, so 
um, Mystic Falls High School is still not perfectly what I, I, we're familiar with, but uh, what I don't appreciate in this episode is the small ass Salvatore kitchen. It's so yeah. tiny. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care for it. It's like they barely even shown it because it's, it's that small. When do they, <laughs> are they not going to get a kitchen this season? Like, will they get a kitchen in season two? Do they get the kitchen in season two? I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm like, I'm fully thinking like the only clear memories I have of the kitchen are in like season six. Yeah. The kitchen's so important in season six. Yeah. Spoilers, Jill. The kitchen, the Salvatore kitchen is very important in season six. Yeah. I have to say I have no opinion on the kitchen as of right now. <laughs> Although I did want to circle back to an important Jill opinion from the chat, which was um, that Stefan says he really likes Scorsese movies and Jill said he'd probably like Joker. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to hear you defend that theory, Jill. Well, because he said he likes Taxi Driver. It's like the same movie. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I have not seen Joker. Maybe it's the most transcendent piece of film ever (laughs) Um, but I have this weird feeling it might not be. Let me just go through a few more things and then we can just get really into it, you guys. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you actually said in the chat, uh, Morgan, how you know that because I that ending is so good, but this episode itself is like I'm kind of just like medium on. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree with you on that because I mean, I I appreciate uh Tiki's bitchiness and her granddad just being a chatty Kathy, but like it's really one of those things like. We, we're never going to have that much Tiki again. We're not going to see your granddad again. Spoilers, but it's just, I think this was the, the last time we see Tiki also. Like, goodbye, Tiki. I believe, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we all have, like, a, another friend. And then she's, and they have no use for them having another friend anymore. I do love Tiki's grandfather's, you haven't aged a day line reading, which is <laughs> And a way to ask, and he just like, let me tell you everything about Stefan Salvatore. <laughs> let me give you all the facts, the dates, <laughs> everything you need to know. Sure. Uh, and I, but I also love Elena. Uh, Jill loved this too. Being Nancy Drew in this episode, she, oh. like, yeah, Logan is using Jenna, but like Elena's using Logan to get access to all you know the archives. It's it's, it's a beautiful thing. And briefly on the, uh, while we're talking about the archives, when she watches that old news clip and a different fell is the reporter (laughs) back then, which makes me assume that like the fells are the Mystic Falls reporter family. Which means the Lockwood, the Lockwoods are always the mayors and the corpses are always the sheriffs. (laughs) (laughs) Phenomenal. No notes. (laughs) And uh, the Gilberts are always just leaving orphans behind, I guess. <laughs> it's our favorite thing to do. Use them to watch. The event of the week is a car wash. Not, not not my favorite event of the week because, again, Stefan does not take his shirt off, which is bad. Uh, That's like car wash rule number one. Yeah. Especially since Caroline wanted such a slutty car wash, she should have forced Stefan to go shirtless. She really was angry that they weren't being hotter. And I'm like, Caroline, I agree. Um, <laughs> Debra does take her shirt off and pretend to not be pretty, not to not be like, very hot. And it is an admirable effort. Um, it's really funny, though. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I'm tangled in my shirt. I'm not, I'm not sexy. <laughs> Nina, the the worst photo of Nina Dobrev is, again, like 10 times hotter than I'll ever look. <laughs> Morgan it's okay (laughs) believe in yourself I say that with not a healthy amount of self-esteem but like close 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, the event is a reason for Caroline to, of course, be in control of something. She needs to be in control of something because she is a mess now because she has so many gaps in her mind. Damon's fucking with her from the cellar. There's a there's a crow all the time. Ugh. Poor girl. I love I, you did point out one thing in our chat which made me laugh really hard, which is Caroline assuming the crystal is a present for her. She's like, Yeah, he left it behind, so I assume it's a gift for me. And I was like, What an attitude. Yeah. I love it. And she's telling Bonnie this, Bonnie, who's still trying to light more candles, and we basically learn that Bonnie's powers are fueled by bitches. Yeah. Because before it was Carol Lockwood, and now it's Tiki. Yeah. Tiki causes her to splash her first, and that's pretty funny. And then Tiki causes her to start a huge fire that Stefan has to snap her out of the trance of doing. Which is uh, wild. Also very important um, in uh, Needle Drop News. Uh, 303, (laughs) trust me, does play at the car wash. And what a bop. Uh, this season is a, a good season for the musical stylings of 303. Mm-hmm. And I do want to bring us back in terms of Caroline. Um, her hair at the car wash. We had a bit of a debate over whether it was a bump it or just <laughs> classic 2009 poof. Um, uh, if you have thoughts at home, please write in. Uh, <laughs> gotta get to the bottom of this. Because... We realize that Vampire Diaries is saying bump it rights, but we want to make sure this is a bump it. Yeah, we want it. We want to make sure. <laughs> there will be more bump it action in the future, just so you know, Jill. Bump it rights. Oh, good. Love a good bump it. Um, Matt, story this episode I wrote down is just that he's a good friend. Yeah, he's just a really good guy. And you keep thinking, oh, he's going to like try to swoop in and get Elena because Stefan is being such a bad boyfriend. It's like, nope. He's just really good, really good boy. <laughs> he just like gives Stefan good advice. He's like, uh, trust really matters to her, so you should probably be honest because she's not gonna let it go. She's really big on trust. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Matt, Matty Blue Eyes, what a sweetie, what a good kid. I do like the moment where he is obviously he's like staring at Elena at the car wash, and Bonnie's like, snap the fuck out of it. And I'm like, give me some more Bonnie, Matt. They're cute. They are. They, one of my uh, one of my favorite my favorite episode of the Vampire Diaries ever has a Bonnie Matt storyline in it that I think is really good. Um, they're an underused uh, character pairing. <laughs> yeah, it's not as much as Tyler and Elena. Tyler's not in this these episodes, by the way. Yeah, no Tyler, unfortunately. His dad ends up in the second episode, but he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, no Tyler. He is uh, he's busy getting another very good haircut. Um, yeah, his hair should be like normal by the time he comes back, right? We gotta track this. Yeah, but since we are speaking of parents, uh, these episodes have a lot of Founders Council. So Lizzie Forbes teaming up with Logan Fell, unfortunately. She's stuck with him. Uh, yeah. In their search for the, the quote-unquote animal tax for the vampires. Um we learned that while they're aware that um, vampires exist, they very much believe like vampires c- can only come out at night. They don't know about daylight rings. Mm-hmm. Logan makes a point. It's like, well, just you got find someone who's always out only at night. Blah blah blah. It's like, well, that's not useful now, is it? Yeah, and I I know it, it's not in these episodes, but don't they later kind of discuss that since Stefan and Damon arrived at like the founders' party during the day, they like can't be vampires. Like, I want to say that this is something that they bring up later. 
because for a while I was wondering why not assume the new people in town are the cause of the new like rash of uh, animal attacks. Yeah, it's yeah you know, one of those things where they're like, oh, because they came out, they came in the day, could, couldn't be them. So we were making fun of them for in Family Ties how they just like, invited these vampires. Well, it was day, so they would have no problem inviting people in because they shouldn't be. They were not going to worry that's a vampire. Yeah. I think it is soon, though, that they start to realize, hey, maybe that's not completely right. Um, this is the episode where I believe we say goodbye to Damon's crow powers. Yes, this is officially the end of the crow. How do you feel about that, Jill? Man, I've never understood the crow. <laughs> All you knew is that we were like, okay, this is the last episode with the crow. Wait, no, this is the last episode with the crow. We'll probably be proved wrong later. <laughs> But yeah, I believe this is actually the last episode of The Crow. The last time he would really need The Crow, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, should we talk about uh, Damon desiccating in the cellar and doing a bunch of kind of like weird psychic voodoo? Yeah, I I want to say that the psychic voodoo connection is like, it's because he's fed on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's what I want to believe it is. I'm like, I'm trying to think in future things, but they later, they obviously use like vampires going into people's minds and dreams, but that's like, they use it mostly, not like cross town psychic connection. Yeah, it's always when you're, while you're like sitting with someone. Yeah, that was wild. I was so confused. Yeah, I also like uh, said that Caroline's brain right now is basically jelly. It's like, I, my, I'm i missing large p- parts of my memory. She has no idea what's going on. It's mm-hmm. It really sucks, honestly. She says she's remembering stuff like multiple ways, mm-hmm. which is like so awful. Like she has all these, all the different versions bouncing around in her head. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a rough episode for Caroline, especially with the tension that you feel like she's going to be tricked by Damon again. Mm-hmm. So when she kind of finally hesitates there, it is pretty satisfying. And they don't address it. The fact that like she's alive, she's, she seems like she's moving on, but she's still very vulnerable to Damon or any possible vampire that could be. And they're not really checking in on there. Elena says, it's like nothing happened. That's what she says to Bonnie. But Stefan should really be checking in on her. But he's too focused on thinking he, he's beaten Damon. Yep, yep, yep. He, look, he had to go to the car wash. Uh, he had to make up for being a bad boyfriend. Yes, he did need to do that. Get our first look at Grams this episode. Yes, Jasmine Guy as Grams, a true bad bitch. Uh, we love her. Jill, are you excited to finally meet Grams? Sure. <laughs> I have no idea what Grams does or who she is or anything, but love a new character. Well, we kept getting Bonnie, you know, talking about how her grams was like, you're a witch. And she, of course, Bonnie was always like, oh, yeah, she's just also a drunk. <laughs> but now Bonnie's like, yeah, I'm a witch. I almost just set a, a person on fire. I need my, my grams help. Yes, I, I love her. I'm very excited for Bonnie to have some support. She needs that. I love any and all positivity when it comes to Bonnie because for too long I listened to assholes talk shit about Bonnie. It is bullshit. And it's bullshit. No, this is a Bonnie positive podcast. Yes. And a lot of it was, of course, racially tinged, even though fandom likes to pretend it's not, but like it really was. Yeah, it's almost like they would hold her character to a different standard than the other characters, which is crazy. No idea what they saw was different about her. Um, but then our, I mean, I'm, that that pretty much brings us to the end, which is the what are you conversation, which rules. Well, before we get there, I just want to say, um, and Damon, of course, escapes because of 
Caroline convincing her to, you know, unlock the door and Zach being the biggest idiot ever by saying, well, I, I've been ingesting vervain for like 16 years. So you can't eat me. He's like, fine. He's just going to snap your neck yep. and kill you instead of trying to eat you. Like he would have, and wise. like he would have like gone down. <laughs> you idiot. Bye Zach. You were boring. I don't care that you're dead. Rip. <laughs> But yes, now back to the end, uh, which I know Jill was very excited for as a Twilight fan. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm, I love reveals, guys. Love them. Who doesn't? And this did not disappoint. It has some great dialogue. Uh, as we read before. Yeah. <laughs> the whole ending with that song is so good. Uh, the song I was singing earlier in the episode, if you want to call that singing. Oh, I- so we have Elena seeing the animal attack footage and it's like, yep, that's Stefan. And then we go into basically our, our final scenes where uh, Lizzie Forbes tries to like be a good mom to Caroline and like wants to talk to her about whatever it is like that's breaking her daughter's heart. And then Caroline says, mom, if I want to talk boys, I'll call dad, you know, because dad obviously uh, is getting that action from, from men and Lizzie is not. Savage. <laughs> It really, it's so savage. I'm like, God damn it, Caroline, Lizzie's trying. Yeah, like, she really is in this scene. And, and you know, she could benefit from some help. Yeah, somebody help Caroline, please. I mean, Bonnie's the only one who really listens to her, and Bonnie's busy now with Grams. And she was mostly looking at a candle for that whole conversation. <laughs> It's so true. Um, let's see. Uh, Stefan finds uh, that Zach is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elena starts writing the diary entry that Morgan so beautifully recited. Thank you very much. Uh, the gem that uh, Caroline has stolen from Damon mm-hmm. is like, ooh, this is there's something there's something special about this gem. Mm-hmm. What could it be? Yeah. Um, we have Logan has been invited into the Gilbert house, which he's not a vampire. He's just an asshole. You shouldn't invite assholes into your home. Um, <laughs> He, st- he steals the watch from Jeremy's room, mm-hmm. the Gilbert watch. Elena has like a flashback of like all the weird things that ha- have happened with Stefan. You yep. know, all of his horny vampire eyes and all the blood stuff and all the Friday night bites. Mm-hmm. She looks in the mirror. She runs her fingers through her hair. She has a realization like all of us do. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Vicky, who I guess we didn't really talk about Vicky hanging out in the cemetery with her townie stoner friends, which is where Jeremy's like, Jeremy's kind of really just over the drug stuff now. He's he thinks that because he's with Vicky that, well, finally, she doesn't need me for the drugs. We, we don't have to do this anymore. It was like, it's not that she so much needed you for the drugs. It's like she is just an addict, unfortunately, Jeremy. And it's almost, it kind of, like, makes it that, like, Jeremy went through, like, less of a drug phase and more of, like, a Vicky phase. Yeah. And, like, because there was, because Vicky was involved in drugs, mm-hmm. he, like, got involved in them as well. Yeah. Um, he really destroys him uh, with that speech where she's like, this isn't, like, a temporary thing for me. Like, I have problems and my life is hard. Like, this is a story you're going to tell your, like, kids about how you were wild for a while um so fuck off and uh i i love it um he calls her friends like townie losers and he really it's kind of just fucking his privilege he doesn't realize that you know his girlfriend is like that wrong side of the tracks kind of she probably is going to remain in town a waitress at the grill for the rest of her life honestly it's it's sad but like she's resigned herself to that fate too yeah, it, it's great because because he says no, you're different. And she goes, no, you're different. Yeah, like it, it's a it's a nice distinction, and it's it's nice to see Vicky be very like aware of her situation. 
and um like it it's just really sad like these are these are really good vicky episodes and uh this is an important kind of case to state in this episode so that we can do what we do in six. Oh boy. Uh, just break my heart in six. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet girl. And then, so Vicky, yeah, she's hanging in the cemetery with her friends as you do. And the song is playing and then, uh Oh, the radio starts fucking up. So Vicky has to go, you know, fix it. And that's when uh, we got Damon and more of his uh, coughing. <laughs> He's like, come, come over here. I'm gonna <coughs> tell you something. Wipe <laughs> the shit out of you again. This poor girl's neck. Right. Damon feeds from Vicky a lot. He, like he took a lot of blood, which is why later he has to give her a bunch of blood because he took so much blood from her. He's like truly barely alive at the beginning of the next episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Stefan is meanwhile like, okay, I really have to kill Damon now. So he gets a steak. Stephanie gets a steak, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. And he opens the door and Elena's there and she's like, what are you? And it ends the Vampire Diaries. Boom. Boom. Good end. And then 106, uh, Lost Girls, we immediately start back at the the diary entry. Hell yeah. We go through all that again. If Morgan wants to recite it one more time. I'm not a believer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes, uh, so they get that, and then Elena speeds all the way to Salvatore Manor. She's just like, I'm on a fucking mission. It's just, it, that like, that's also what's so great about it, as someone who had, like, a different relationship with Twilight, like, at that time versus, uh, this time. Uh, I had a very, like, love-hate, uh, relationship with it, uh, in middle and high school, and now I have a love-love relationship with it, but, uh, at the time, uh, it meant so much to me that rather than be just like completely in love with Stefan and have no issue with the vampire problem. Like she's so active and she gives it and she figured it out herself. And she's like there to confront him, which is like so cool to see her with like her head full of steam, not necessarily being smart in doing this, but being, you know, right. And having conviction. Like it's a really good Elena moment. And I mean, one thing I've always loved about Elena is like, she's so proactive. She has immense energy and uh, agency. I mean, and it's just when there's a certain point by the show, like I feel like the show forgets about that. And we will talk about that when it gets there. Cause I'm just like, what has happened to my sweet girl? <laughs> but here I love it so much. Uh, how do you, how do you feel about Elena as, as a protagonist, Jill? Um, So far I like her. I, I'm curious to see how things play out now that she knows. Um, just because I think, not to keep comparing it to other things, but I thought that in True Blood, Suki was a great protagonist. And she had a ton of agency. So I want to see how it compares to that. Elena does some like really badass stuff that I'm yeah. excited for you to see. Yay! Like, she just does some gangster shit, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe you just did that. Through. She's a fucking baller. I love her. And so we get, you know, we see Stefan again with the steak. He's opening the door. He opens the door right into a flashback to 1864, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I fucking love it. I, I remember, uh, like, there was a time, again, this is like full me uh, recounting Vampire Diaries interviews I watched 
10 years ago. But I know that uh, they might not have been planning to do the flashbacks initially. They were like, can we do it? Will they be too cheesy? Can we do it on our budget? Will they be like additive? And um, I'm so glad they decided that they were because they're so fun. And it's so fun to watch Nina play Catherine. Oh, it's... Nina Dobrev as Catherine Pierce is... She looks like she has a great time playing Catherine. Yes, right? And I have a great time watching Catherine. I love (laughs) her. She's, like, such a bitch. And it's great. (laughs) It's one of those things where Stephanie and Neymar are like, oh, she looks just like Catherine. It's like, she's nothing like Catherine. And then you see the flashback. No, she is nothing like Catherine. Elena. It's like, Catherine is... Just even from the little we see of her in this episode, you get exactly a sense of the kind of person or vampire, actually, uh, that Catherine was. And she was not a good person. <laughs> she's mean. She's seductive. She's, like, so really manipulative at every turn. Yeah, like, she's nothing. Like, where, where Elena is, like, really warm and inviting, Catherine is, like, her gears are always turning. You can see her always, like, looking for her advantage in a situation and i it's they're two really good performances and i i i love i love Catherine. um there's there's one scene in particular that that i think she's so fucking good in and it's the corset scene like when stefan wakes up in the morning and they have that talk and she compels him to like like that she's a vampire it's so good because he's like initially so scared and she's like, no, 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 it doesn't change your mind at all. You love me and we're going to keep going on. Um, she's just really, uh, really cold and uh, like shark eyed in that scene in a great way. So yeah, that we, we learned that, yeah, Catherine wasn't just some girl they knew. Uh, she was a vampire they knew and she compelled them. And that's the, the compulsion is a very big thing because you can see that Stefan has like processed the fact that, you know, she manipulated them. She literally compelled them to do these things. Whereas Damon, he doesn't seem to process that situation and is still mad at Stefan for everything that happened. Yep. Seems to view it very differently. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm was so excited to see the start of these and I'm a, I'm a slut for a hoop skirt. Like, <laughs> What a fun time. <laughs> uh, and also they're uh, the boys' outfits. I love watching them uh, play football, which is a nice Friday Night Bites callback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he he been playing football for a while, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, David found out about football from uh, one of his fellow Confederate soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, talk about the Confederacy and David Salvatore. Listen. Listen, all I, I just, in my head, Damon and Jasper Hale were Confederate soldier buddies. And that's it. That's in my head. They're pals. I, yeah, I hope that they cross paths and he was like, no, I like your style. Yeah, I like yours too. <laughs> it's a, a dream. Um, uh, yeah, it's a, I mean, like, it's what makes sense because of where they were and when they were. But it's one of those things that, that that's uh, it's tough. Yeah. 
Ugh. Yeah, they. I, I I told Jill because I couldn't. I didn't. I couldn't. In good conscience, keep it from her that uh, they eventually bring it up again. And Damon's like, "Yeah, it's not something I'm proud of." <laughs> and I'm like, "Fair enough." Uh, and I of course added that Damon loves black people, which we'll we'll see in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and by black people, I'm really just talking about one, and I'm sure you know which one. I do. <laughs> I'm sure we all know which one, because there's only one on the show right now, besides Tiki. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Well, now there's Grams. Now there's Grams, also. Now there's Grams. Uh, We'll talk about about how the show handles race at some point. Sure. uh, And I'm sure, you know, it'll be a great and very sensitive conversation that we'll have. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, It's... So what else in the flashbacks? I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, all my notes are just like, Nina's so good. My notes for this one is VAMP RULES, all caps, with four exclamation points. <laughs> oh, yeah. How did you like that conversation about the rules, Jill? You like a rule. I love vampire rules. Love them. Um, again, it goes by so quickly, but I do know garlic is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and crucifixes are just decoration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love that. Uh, oh, I do, I want to talk, um, I know I took us down a flashback, uh, path because I was too excited, but, uh, I do want to talk about the beginning, like, how they handle, uh, Elena kind of, like, unpacking, realizing that, uh, Stefan is a vampire, like, when she, her little, like, scene in the bedroom, um, at home is so good, like, when she goes in and she checks on Jeremy and she, like, sits in her bed and, like, takes her shoes off, like, they're just all these, like, little like being in high school and being in your room beats uh i think this episode does a really good job of like forcing you to remember that she's a kid like they even show you that uh photo of her from when she was little which is a very cute child picture of nina dobra um and i i love it so much because it just reminds you constantly like look you've had five episodes to get used to everyone being vampires and magic happening on the show but this is the first time Elaine is learning about this and it's freaking her the fuck out. She is so good in this episode. I mean, she's just so good on the show. Mm-hmm. Again, before Vampire Diaries, Nina Dobrev could not act. So bl- bless her. Um, I mean, you know, uh, what was her name on Degrassi? Uh, I just knew she was a model and she had a baby. Yeah, she had a baby. I want to say it's Mia for some reason. Mia, yes. Mia Jones. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Uh, maybe bonus episodes. We'll watch some uh, of her episodes of Degrassi. Hell yeah. In this episode, we have um, Stefan having to deal with telling Elena the truth and Elena having to adjust to this uh, new normal. We also have Damon obviously has escaped and he wants his daylight ring back because Stefan took it when he put him in the cellar. He's like, you're not going to need it anymore. And David is causing chaos uh, with at home, honestly. He's partying at home with Vicky, who survived the attack, despite Damon drinking, like, all of her blood. <laughs> yep. And as Jill pointed out, major quarantine vibes. Major quarantine vibes. He, because she is, like, literally just bleeding out on the Salvatore couch, he gives, gives her his blood to drink, which heals her. Mm-hmm. The Damon later seasons would be so much angrier about that couch. <laughs> yes, seriously. He, he was, obviously he was more concerned with his ring so he could go on about his uh, his chaos. Mm-hmm. And 
wouldn't he say something about like his grand plans? <laughs> like you dying doesn't serve my grand plan or my greater agenda or whatever it is. Uh, Good stuff. Damon and his plans. Ugh, we love. Um, who doesn't want to have a big, uh, you know, Bloodfield dance party? It's so good. It's iconic, as you said in the chat. Um, it's also, again, so all the Vicky stuff is so sad. Where it's she's like again, it's not just that she's having a drug phase, like Jeremy. She's actually an addict, and even just having Damon's blood, she's already hooked. Like she's hooked on yeah. vampire blood. It's so quick, yeah. And we'll get to... You can be hooked on vampire blood? You can if you're an addict. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's like true blood rules. From what we've seen of Vicky, she's always looking for that next high, and vampire blood gave her a high like nothing before, so of course she's gonna be immediately into it. Yeah. Got it, got it. All right. Um, I think I do want to say I think that this uh, this dance party is a very oddly very very important uh, I think in like Damon's character development uh, I think it's it's a really good like modern portrayal of like what's romantic and sexy about vampires in general the idea that his like recklessness and desire for like danger and chaos doesn't always have to look bleak it can also look fun and this is the first time that it does and so it it's kind of it's like allowing him to be like fully appealing in that way and then immediately like uh having him snap her neck out of the blue after they slow dance and she cries and tells us everything about her life and how awful it is um it's it's just perfect like it it really gives you everything you need to know about him Mm. because they talk about it even more when she's asking uh stefan later you know Will it get better if, like, I'm a vampire? Like, will my life get better, essentially? Mm. And it's, like, it's not going to. And Damon, after talking to her and realizing just, like, how fucked up she is, he knew it wouldn't get better. He, like, he's doing this to torture her. Because he's just an asshole. Yeah, and I I don't, I I guess I I would wonder if it's a, if it's a, if it's to torture her specifically. I'd be interested in talking about this more as it goes on, because I think it's definitely an impulsive act. Mm -hmm. And... Maybe it's the desire to give her a fresh start, but he has no desire to be responsible for helping her make it a good one. It it seems like, because I kind of like it as an act of misguided generosity, Mm -hmm. because I think he thinks he's better off this way right now, at least. Yeah. Um, And we'll see how, you know, Damon felt at the time later on when he was turned, but he he seems to like say he wants to give this to her as a gift, and I I like that a lot from him. Like I I, don't know, I think this is a really really good Damon episode. Yeah. Um, um, you know we stand, uh, Damo. Yeah, he thinks it's a gift in a way, but he also he realizes how messed up. She, there's no way I, I feel like he can see her becoming a better quote unquote person with this because he knows how much of a mess he is just from talking to her, just from like her bearing her soul to him. It's like he knows it, it can't end well, but I guess like he's giving her a chance just in case it does. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's not a good or responsible thing to have done. But I think I think there's something in it that's like well intentioned, even though it is uh, terrible to have done. <laughs> um, which is which is the kind of thing that I like about Damon as we go forward. Um, he's a really good character. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that. That's my that's my big epiphany is that uh, they did a good job making this. 
Jill, do you think they did a good job making this? So far, yes. So far, I am a fan. <laughs> what do you think of the Damon Vicky stuff and I guess the Vicky stuff in general? Um, so I have three notes on Vicky. Okay. Um, the first one is big fan of Vicky and Damo's chaotic energy. <laughs> like what a duo. What a duo. I hope that they are able to like bring chaos together once she like settles a little bit. Because that would be really fun. Um, and then her talking to Stefan later. I think that's maybe one of the saddest transitions I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really rough. Like, it, it, Kaylee Yule's really great in, the, in these episodes, just showing you exactly how vulnerable she is. And and that, like, so much of this has just been, like, an act. Like, her attitude and all of this stuff. Like, she's just really hurting. And it's usually when she's being angry, it's because she's lashing out um, out of a, you know, desire to protect herself. Like, I think she's just really awesome. And also, uh, I tried to dress like her in high school, I fully think. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, that with a tank top under it, which is um, rough. <laughs> rough with a tank on. <laughs> She uh, makes me embarrassed of myself. Oh, God. Morgan's self-esteem is coming out in these episodes. It's, <laughs> it's getting very sad. You guys, quarantine's a rough time for me. It's given me a lot of time to reflect. <laughs> and uh, Jill, what was your third note? Um, It was... Oh, I guess it kind of goes along with being really fucking sad. But her, is it better, will, it, will I be better line is just <sighs> absolutely and the way because Stefan's a bad liar so he can't lie to her about that right so he just like doesn't say anything which is awful which like doesn't help and then he gets shot (laughs) which is just like classic fucking vampire diaries stuff like I was saying in the chat it's very like out of the frying pan into the fire but they'll do that like five times in a row Mm-hmm. Which is so awesome. And I love I love Damon saving him and just being like, yeah, it's not my plan for you to die this way. And all that kind of good stuff. We love it. We love uneasy alliances. Yes. And so somebody is shot by Logan, of all people, because <laughs> obviously he and Lizzie and, and them know it's uh, not animal attack. It was vampires who, uh, who ate and set on fire all those townies. Way to go, Damon. You stupid idiot. <laughs> um, so they're on the hunt for the vampires. And basic, uh, Mayor Lockwood helps them with the Gilbert watch. It's essentially a compass, actually. It's part of a compass piece to find vampires. So that's helpful. And that's how they find Stefan. Even though he's not the one, you know, who's responsible for animal attacks. But he's in the woods at the wrong time. So... Mm-hmm. He's found. He's shot by a wood bullet by Logan. Uh, Damon like rips his throat out, <laughs> it's, which is great. And thank God that way Jenna doesn't have to keep dating this doofus. Uh, <laughs> and then while Damon and Stefan are having their brotherly connection, uh, mm. Vicky feeds on Logan. So Vicky is now a vampire. Good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Jill is very happy. Happy. I don't want to see Vicky leave just yet. I want more Vicky. 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 Oh, oh, one really good Vicky scene I do want to say is the most I liked Jeremy and Vicky 
so far in this watch is their little scene where they reunite in this episode and uh, she like, you know, wants to bite him and doesn't like the sweetness of how scared she is and worried she is in that scene in how he takes care of her. Like you get it. At least that was the first time I got it. I was like, Oh, okay. Yes, I get, I see what they're getting and giving to each other. Yeah. And like you've been saying, Kayla is so good in this episode when she, she bails after Damon kills her and she goes straight to the Gilbert house because apparently she lives there now mm-hmm. and she's wearing sunglasses because like the sun is blinding her and she's mm-hmm. hungry. Obviously real food's not going to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy's worried she's high like midday. So he calls Matt to help and she's just spiraling and she's in so much pain because all of her senses are heightening. Uh, they haven't said heightened yet, have they? Oh, I don't think they have, but it's about to become a buzzword. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so her, her senses are heightening, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she's just in so much pain, and she's so scared, and uh, she's so, and the boys are just like, "What are you on, girl?" And and she's just like, "No, I'm not on anything." And then she sees the news footage that her friends, you know, were animal attacked. Yeah, <laughs> and she just she can't take it, and she just runs, and uh, was, yeah. was, after Stefan is a sweet boy, and is just like, "Oh no, I know what's wrong with her." Yeah. Oh, she does have some underrated uh, comedic bits in uh, the in this episode, which is uh, her asking Damon, like, why don't you have a girlfriend? You're so hot. <laughs> to which he responds, I know, which is great. A plus. Uh, and her being him trying to tell her she's becoming a vampire and her being like, yeah, whatever, dude. He's like, I'm out of here. I want blood. You're going to become it. She's like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Like, see you later. <laughs> what a gift. Uh, it's perfect, honestly. This episode is really fucking good. And, uh, I mean, do you guys have anything else in it to discuss before we get to our, our final, uh, you know, Stefan and Elena scene? Oh, I do. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> it's me. Yeah, it's. I, I did want to talk about... Um, uh, the first Damon and Elena scene where Elena knows that Damon's a vampire. That when he like comes in and kind of flexes on her, like because he has the invite already, and we find out she can't like rescind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe was upset that she couldn't rescind it. Yeah, <laughs> so mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a really good scene, and I I feel like it's kind of like it establishes the dynamic that they're gonna have largely for like the rest of the se- for, for, for like maybe the rest of the season kind of with like him being um an asshole who is unafraid to uh lord over her that he is you know a vampire with powers and a stronger mm-hmm. than her and can do whatever he wants and elena's just really good at not backing down in that scene like the way she gets jeremy out of there and just kind of holds her ground is really cool and i think sets a precedent i love when she tells Jer- like jeremy to go upstairs and he his, his <laughs> zero Hour queen's face is just like i'm so confused why would i go upstairs but he does it anyway <laughs> he has no like reason to like worry about damon he doesn't even know who damon is <laughs> it feels like good sibling stuff it's like well she sounded serious <laughs> he's so confused <laughs> i'll talk about it later <laughs> He's like, Elena, why did you tell me to go upstairs before? <laughs> She's like, ah, the jerk. <laughs> uh, so, so good. Uh, um, 
let's see. I'm just looking at other notes before we get to the to the end. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's see. War deserter demo. I have in all caps. <laughs> uh, crucial, crucial. Oh yes. Uh, actually, we already talked about uh, Damon turning Vicky and what what the meaning of that was. But I was just reminded of part of it is uh, how he learns, like, not learns, but he, uh, when um, Vicky's talking about, you know, Tyler and Jeremy, and he's like, oh, Jeremy, Elena's brother. And I feel like also kind of saying, you know, he's a dick. The fact that he's like, oh, so you're involved with Elena's brother? Well, this would really fuck him up and in turn fuck Elena up if I turned you into a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, a dick move for sure. Definitely a like uh, pointed uh, acknowledgement of his. Like he does it when he so when he turns her, he knows it's gonna hurt Elena, who we've kind of established he has something of a soft spot for. Mm-hmm. He has a weird thing for her because of his weird thing with Catherine. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to do emotions like a, a normal person. He touched her face that time when she was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will never forget that. <laughs> Talk about Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we can talk about uh, the end, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, that song Down playing. What a yes. what a banger. Yes. Not 311's Down, you guys. Nope. Or you can imagine that if you want to. <laughs> um, I love when he says we'll come up with a story and Elena corrects him and says, you mean we'll come up with a lie. Like, it... It's just nice that Elaine is a person with like a ton of integrity and having this kind of secret that she's going to need to keep from the people she loves is something that's going to really hurt her. Like, I think that that's that's such good stakes to set up. And I love the way it's done in uh, this scene. (laughs) Yeah, it's. Again, I just love Elena's agency and the whole episode stuff and, you know, like, just give me a day and then after that, if you don't want to be with me, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's just so rational in the scene. She's like, we've been through this. I understand, blah, blah, blah. But you gave me a day and, yeah, I want nothing more to do with you. I won't tell your secret, but I want no more of this chaos. But baby girl, you're in this chaos. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I acknowledge, like, I know you don't want to hurt me, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that I'm okay with all of this. Like, that's just, like, another thing that I appreciated, like, taking a different tact from the way Twilight did it. It was just like, oh, yeah, like, Elena, you would have a point of view on this if you happened, if it happened to you. It would be fucking terrifying. Yeah. And I love that. I love how real both of them play it it's it's really good and then she goes into the house she leans against the 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 door while that down is playing and then she reminds us nina dobrev master of the controlled slide and she just she just crouches down against the door and she's just sobbing and i'm like that, that's acting girl oh uh, <laughs> really good at that slide she is i once saw her do it in like a really shitty lifetime movie and i'm like you're the master of this girl Dang, that's gonna be a, like an important resume skill when you're an actor. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> anyone who's better at it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I I, I believe you. <laughs> and uh, if anyone wants to challenge me on that one, you can you can send us messages, and I can tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, add <laughs> us for this. This will this will engage with you upon. <laughs> we'll probably tell you that he is better at it though. 
<laughs> um yeah god uh what a gift my uh my quick thing that i wrote at the bottom which is everybody's stories is founders cover up and hunt selena vampires explain damon colon ruining everything <laughs> <laughs> colon everything is ruined for him <laughs> and those are the uh stories that i had going i want to think like for the rest of the season is Vampire Diaries doesn't really have filler episodes, so I'm like, is there an episode later in the season where anything, like, lets up after this? And I think the most anything lets up in the season at this point was in, like, 105, You're Undead to Me, and I think it's just, like, all nonstop after this. Yeah, we're we're just gonna hurtle towards the finish from now on, which is crazy to do for, what, if this is six and there are 22 episodes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited for the next two episodes. Uh, one of them is like one of my favorite episodes of the entire series mm-hmm. and introduces uh, a, a couple characters that I, I love dearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Uh, what do you think is going to happen? I realized that there's going to be n- no way I'll be able to predict anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> because when I was taking my notes for these two episodes, mm-hmm. my very first note for episode five is dump him, he's secretive. And then my <laughs> last note for episode six is no, don't dump him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were so upset about the breakup. You were Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, an undead boyfriend, that's everyone's dream. Right? <laughs> But our chat did heat up about uh, Paul Wesley being very handsome uh, in five, quite a bit. (laughs) In five, in every episode, in my favorite flashback. (laughs) Oh my god, Jill, I can't wait. Uh, (laughs) I can't wait to show this to you. You know, it's possible she's probably even seen it before just on my Twitter, but she won't even know what was going on. Given that we uh, post the gif of it quite a bit, um, it's definitely <laughs> possible. Uh, best Chiron in uh, history. <laughs> Jill, you are gonna... I have, I'm so excited for you to see all of these things for the first time. Mm-hmm. Even the, the worst things of the show, I'm excited for you to see because I want to know your reaction. Yeah, I, I, uh, you got great takes, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that my takes aren't um, too hot. Hopefully I agree with you on most of them. <laughs> I mean, we one of the hot takes from the chat was that Vicky is pretty. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my really hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> Scalding hot takes. <laughs> and you know what? You are correct. <laughs> yeah, we, we all agree with this. Scalding hot take. I hope uh, people listening aren't upset with us. Yeah, don't lose it. Yeah, at me. You know what? Let's fight about it. Is Vicky pretty or is she really pretty? What do you think? <laughs> Does she look better in vests than I did at 50? <laughs> it's a real hot take, actually. Uh-huh. Jill, what are your final thoughts on these two episodes of The Vampire Diaries? You've now seen six episodes of The Vampire Diaries. Mm-hmm. I have. That's big. Cute. Um, 
But these two are probably my favorite so far. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, they were both just really good. And after the first one ended, I was like, wow, it's already been like 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going to fly by. <laughs> yeah, very excited. Uh, yeah, some, some shit's going down. And Jill, what are your rankings for the episode? I mean, my number one, Vicky. Always. Well, not always, but for the- Always now. Yeah, always now. Um, Pretty big fan of Demo in these eps. Uh, mm-hmm. He was pretty fun. I don't think anyone's really bottom tier right now. I mean, because Tyler's not in this these episodes. Yeah, there was no one where I was like, wow, please get off of my screen. Logan fell? I mean, he did. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Uh, is it crush time? I think it might be crush time. Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> Both episodes, Vicky? <laughs> Both episodes, Vicky. <laughs> so fair. I guess I'll give um, Stefan episode five because we yeah. were discussing how pretty he was. He is very handsome. But um, Vicky. Yeah, but Vicky. Yeah. But the answer is Vicky. I think I for episode five, I will go Tiki. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll go Vicky. Episode six, Catherine. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta say, uh, th- these are, uh, this is, like, based on, uh, based on, uh, being iconic, uh, I gotta say, it's Catherine, and I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my crush slot over to Damo, um, the, the, the dancing, um, it was a very formative moment for, uh, young Morgan, so, uh, gotta give, uh, big ups. <laughs> I think I'm holding holding out on my uh, demo crush because, like, it's it's gonna happen, but I don't want to give it out too soon. I have to give it up for this episode. It's 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 just who I am, <laughs> but I respect your decision. It's gonna be pretty hard to just narrow it down to two crushes, like coming up soon. Honestly, yeah, it's gonna be very hard. <laughs> it's already hard, but it's gonna get harder, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and I am so amped. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's our burden to bear. <laughs> so, <laughs> listeners, let us know your crushes for the episodes. Because, you know, we want you to participate in this, I guess, in our in our horniness. Oh, yeah, we should do poll. Uh, we should, like, post all of our crushes and uh, let people vote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's the fan interaction people want. People just want to be <laughs> horny online. I mean, look if if like look at your quarantine Twitter feed. It's just people going being unhinged and horny. It really <laughs> it is, and it's upsetting. Yep. <laughs> um. So, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, until next time, uh, our next two episodes will be uh, episode seven and eight, haunted and one hundred and sixty-two candles, which I will say are my favorite episodes of the entire series. Yep. 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 <laughs> So good. It's a perfect episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yay. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.